When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about the culture of fear in which we are raising our children and how that's perpetuated by social media. Um, but before we get to that topic, please do subscribe. My most recent one is when you get married when you're young and dumb. You cannot access that unless you are a subscriber. Also, please follow me on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and everywhere. And also, uh, please do join my uh, Facebook group if you like talking to me and interacting with people that like talking to me. <laughs> um, anyway, so I saw this meme that was so... Uh, enraging to me as a psychologist. So let me read to you the quote with my dramatic inflection. Lying down with your kids until they fall asleep is not a bad habit. Before we know it, there will be closed doors and independence, and then we will pine for the days when they needed to feel our hand on their back before they felt safe enough to drift to sleep. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like, where the fuck do I even start? I mean, I don't even know. This shit made me so angry. Okay. Like, first of all, I've made like super clear. I've talked to you guys a lot. I was raised in an anxious home, which led to so many anxiety issues when I was a kid and an adolescent and a young adult. Um, and this type of garbage is really pernicious because when you first read it, you just think it's, oh, mom's waxing rhapsodic about, you know, the the passage of time it's not it's not just that because of the word which word don't I like safe safe why the fuck do you assume that your kid feels unsafe in his own room <laughs> like you're not gonna feel unsafe in his own room unless you make him feel unsafe in his own room like this is like the same thing when when parents ask me and I'm not angry with this person for posting the meme or for the woman who came up with the quote or anybody what I'm angry about is the culture of fear in which children are raised that perpetuates massive anxiety in children and in the description of this episode I cited um, statistics which show that anxiety disorder rates have like, you know, gone up precipitously in children and anxiety is horrible, you know. If you've ever suffered from anxiety, it feels constricting and paralyzing and makes you feel like you cannot have a normal life, like that the world is dangerous and negative and like just all these terrible things that prevent you from from kind of feeling free and confident in the world. So women have higher rates of anxiety than men. That's a biological thing. And so... Um, and they're also primary caregiver more frequently. So you really got to watch your rhetoric of anxiety so you don't pass it on to your kids. And you got to look for these insidious ways that anxiety shows up in the ways that, that, that we talk because language perpetuates, you know, ideologies. So in this, it like, okay, like, why don't you just say something like, 
I don't know, I like cuddling with my kid or my kid likes me cuddling them until they go to sleep. Like I'm totally leaving to the side for the moment or possibly for the entirety of the podcast because I have bigger fish to fry here. How shitty it is for your marriage if you spend every night falling asleep with your kid because that's actually what happens, you know, like you're a grown-ass exhausted adult. So if you're staying in there long enough for them to fall asleep, guess who else's ass is falling asleep? Yours, so then you're not getting out there and being with your partner in the limited bit of time that you have at night. But let's just shelve that because culturally plenty of people co-sleep. Fine, that's cool. Whatever, you do you. You know, maybe this woman's a single mother. You know, maybe there is no relationship for her to um, erode by uh, hyperfixating on the children. I don't care. So what? what's the point though? The point here is that the child themselves, themselves is likely... Um, feeling anxious because you're saying they're supposed to feel anxious where is safety a part of this like you like cuddling with your kid your kid likes when you're in the room guess what your kid feels when you're not in the room they feel bored they also may miss you they also may miss the stimulation of being able to talk to you they usually um would not feel scared thus necessitating the phrase safe enough to drift off to sleep why so as soon as you were you use the word safe this is like when I did that podcast on like which words to look out for when you're dating women to make sure you don't end up with somebody rigid and anxious comfortable comfortable oh my god somebody's not comfortable holy shit you know batten down the hatches nowadays right safe is another one if a kid doesn't feel safe oh my god wow Stop Stop the presses. The kid doesn't feel safe. Kids don't feel safe ever anymore because the parents are telling them constantly that they're supposed to feel unsafe. They're like, hey, buddy, if you don't feel safe, it's like something like being alone in their fucking room in their upper middle class household surrounded by their toys in bed. <laughs> in a bed that probably costs $1,000 from Pottery Barn Kids, right? Why don't they feel safe? Like I was a child who was so anxious. I was like probably vibrating with anxiety the majority of the time. Even I didn't feel unsafe in my room. Like why the fuck would I feel unsafe in my room? However, in today's generation, I'm sure I would because my parents who were very anxious would have then succumb to the ideology that even aloneness is unsafe, right? Like, which, which is not a way that anxious parents of that generation thought. They were anxious about all manner of shit, certainly. But it, me being alone in my room was not considered to be a source of anxiety. Thus, I did not interpret it as such right? So um, th- they thought uh, that, you know, it was a good thing. They had not had rooms to themselves. You know, this was a marker of of being, um, you know, middle class, you know, versus lower middle class, right? The child could have their own room. Of course, I was an only child, so it's easier to provide one room. But, um, you know, in the apartment that we had, I had my own room. That was considered a good thing. And in fact, I was told, you are lucky that you have your own room. So I thought of all the things that I don't like, at least I have my own room. This is supposed to be a good thing. So thus, a a child who is malleable and absorbs their parents' perspective um, uh, thinks whatever the parent thinks. If If a parent is constantly saying shit, and I talk about this all the time, I have a post called... Don't compulsively validate and verbalize your child's emotions for exactly this reason because you frequently get it wrong and you project your own anxiety onto them. So parents will like tell me when they're trying to get their kid to sleep in their own bed, they're like, 
So I said to him, now, buddy, if you're scared of the dark, like, what the fuck? Already we're starting badly. If you're scared of the dark, give him something else. Why don't you? Why don't you ask him if he's scared of the fucking walls, you know? Like, why is he going to be scared of the dark? Unless you tell him he's scared of the dark. He's not designed to be scared of the dark. Darkness falls. Evolutionarily, animals are supposed to be in the dark and in the light. Nighttime is dark. If you say, are you scared of the dark? Well, guess who's going to be scared of the dark? Children are infinitely suggestible. You're talking about creatures that believe in Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy, right? You're, you're talking about people. You know how suggestible kids are? I have grown adults that say to me things in session that uh, obviously come from their parents' mouths that make absolutely no sense because they learned them when they were suggestible as kids. Like I have people who come in and say, yeah, my father had a lot of health problems. He would lay around a lot during the day and, you know, this and that and then finally we'll be talking and we'll realize the guy was an alcoholic right but I mean holy shit the kid was taught that daddy was sick so a grown ass adult who makes a lot of money and is very smart will still that, that, that that's the power of suggestibility in children he will still follow whatever was told to him as a child even if it makes no logical sense at all such as not realizing that one's father is an alcoholic because one was told that instead he was sick right so so children are infinitely suggestible and there's this whole idea nowadays this whole philosophy that like children make their own like decisions about shit like people use this very very um uh, un- unhealthily, right? So, like, pe- people say to me stuff like, um, yeah, my my daughter, yeah, she she's starting to understand that dad's a bad guy. Yeah, she's starting to understand that that, that dad is just, meaning her, you know, the, the, the woman's husband, right, or ex-husband, is just not a good guy. And I'm like, oh, does he yell at, at her? No, no, no. She's picking up on the passive-aggressive behavior. I'm like, oh, how old is she? Oh, she's four. She's four and a half. She's she's a very, um, she's gifted, I think. She's an old soul. What in the name of fuck fucking four and a half-year-old child is going to think that daddy's passive-aggressive? Unless the kid is picking up on the mother saying, Bob, you're being so passive-aggressive. You're making the kids hate you, right? I mean, like, let's be real here. Kids pick up on exactly what their parents tell them. So in this case, this parent with the best of intentions who I'm really not maligning despite how it may sound like that. I'm really not like that she is just a she is is just a, somebody who is in this culture, you know. Um she's probably saying something to the kid like, "Oh honey, do you feel safe when I'm here?" Well, shit, yes, then he will, right? I mean, then he'll be like, I guess I feel unsafe when she's not here. Instead, what if she said something like, I know that you're bored when I'm not here. I know that it's more interesting and exciting when I'm in bed with you. However, I have to get to sleep and so do you, you know, and you got to go learn to go to sleep by yourself right? I mean, you got to go to sleep by yourself. I got to go to sleep by myself and I'll see you in the morning. Good job, you know, staying in your own bed. And if you stay in your own bed uh, like this a lot, then we can do more fun things. You know, one day you'll be able to go to sleepaway camp and stuff like that. You got to learn to sleep without me in the bed. That's something she could do if, of course, she wanted to train him that way. It's a wonderful skill to learn to sleep on your own and to do really anything on your own. Independence is good. Independence is good. That should be a mantra for today's parents. But let's say she doesn't. Let's say she wants a 
cuddle up with him every night and there are plenty of cultures that co-sleep, so cool. So she doesn't still have to say safe. She could say happy. Like, I like cuddling with you at night. And he'd say, I like that too, mommy. And then we go to sleep. It doesn't have to be this safe thing. You could say that maybe she says it to herself or she says it in a meme, but she doesn't say it to him. I mean, I don't know. That would be a hard sell. If that's accurate, then okay. But most people that have this uh, language that, that uses a lot of words like safety and comfort and comfortable, they're saying it to the kids. And that's where the kids get it from, you know? This idea where, and, and then I'll say to the, to the kids, I, to the kids, I say to the adults, I say, did you feel unsafe sleeping alone? They'll be like, oh, no, no, I, I didn't. But, you know, I, my, my kid does. What the hell? Why your kid is any different than you? You know, everybody tries to think that they as a child were like somehow more mature than their child is. No, this is not true. You know, and this is why people fight in front of their kids because they're like, oh, he doesn't understand anything. He's just playing his video game. Like, oh, did you notice when your parents fought? Yeah. Well, what's different? What is different? Nothing's different. It's just you would like to believe that he doesn't notice that you fight. So you tell yourself in your mind that he's less mature than you were at the same age. It doesn't make any sense. It's, 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 it's inaccurate. And it's purely putting your head in the sand. So my point in this entire thing is look for these ways in which safety this, this fetishization of safety comes out in your everyday discourse to and about your children because this is linked to anxiety in children. This idea, and the children will use the parents' exact words. You think that kids come up with this idea by themselves? They come up with no ideas by themselves because they're kids. You know, it's as, as ridiculous as a four-year-old knowing that daddy's passive-aggressive, right? So the, the, the point is, how often are you saying, be careful? What does be careful do? Nothing except inculcate fear, right? What does stay safe do? What is, are, 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 we, are, are you comfortable right now? Do you know what to do if you're not comfortable? Like, uh, what? Like, why are, you got to say that one time. You got to say to your kid one time, basically, in their lives, you know, like, if, if somebody ever touches you uh, in a place where you should, where in your privates or however you say it, then you should tell mommy and daddy because that's not okay. You know how many, that's a weird fucking thing for a kid to hear. So they're going to remember it. They don't ever need to hear it again, right? So the doctor asks it every year, by the way, at least my kid's pediatrician says, now you know that nobody's supposed to do this except for mom and dad, right? And then, and me with mom's permission, basically before the genital examination. And the kid says, yes, you want to say it to your kid, live and be well, say it one time. But it is such a bizarro idea for a child that an adult would touch their privates that believe me, they're going to remember it. You do not need to say this more than one time you know and there's some parents who say it all the damn time they say it's like the weekly check-in like you remember by the way like as though a child could forget the the craziness of like the, the bizarreness of this you know you do remember that adults aren't supposed to touch your genitals right I mean it's like uh yeah he remembers like no fucking shit like of course he remembers because it's so weird for you to say it you know and all you're really doing at that point is like uh, an obsessive compulsive thing on your end where you're thinking that if you say this enough you can basically prevent it from happening you know, and that is basically called magical thinking, which is a symptom of OCD. OCD is an anxiety disorder. So 
If you find yourself consistently talking about what makes your child safe and comfortable and if you're constantly talking about danger and stranger danger and all of these things and this is like a common part of how you talk, then it is likely that you, through no fault of your own, suffer from anxiety, were likely raised in either a similar climate or, ironically, one in which you were sadly neglected and therefore you developed anxiety from truly being neglected and either emotionally and or physically and then you are you have resolved that your children should feel the safety that you did not unfortunately and sadly get to feel yourself however as I've discussed many times people who try to parent in opposition to how they were raised frequently make an equally bad 180 degree flip to something also extreme such as um, hyper vigilant coddling of children and, um, and, and, and pushing on them a fear-based, safety-focused worldview that does not allow them to feel free and unconstricted in their movement through the world, nor allows them to think of the world as generally a positive, good place. And instead, they think of it as a place filled with fear, danger, or lack of safety, etc., that, that I see those people. You, you do not want this to be how you view, how, 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 how you cultivate. You don't want this to be the worldview you cultivate for your kids because they end up in therapy and they are not in a good place, right? And they think the world is terrible. People are out to get them and they think all kinds of bad stuff. All right, so um, so this is obviously, as you could hear, a topic I am, quote, passionate about, a.k.a. makes me really mad on behalf of the children that end up with the anxiety, you know, and I don't see young kids anymore. I used to see them on on internship. I have three kids. I didn't. It was too sad to work with kids and put them back into a situation with parents that may or may not do the things that they need for, for them to get better. So I focus more on the parents, on the adult side of it, and... It's you. I see kids from basically very late teens up, and they struggle. I'm telling you, when you're you're trying with the best of intentions to make them feel safe, quote unquote, they don't feel unsafe until you tell them that they do. So really go through how you talk to the children about safety. Really, really make sure that you don't talk about it too much. That it isn't this default way of viewing the world to lump things into safe versus unsafe safe. This does not allow for a child to experience and later an adult to experience their full range of potential as a human being on this planet. If they're always like in this in this guarded, um, you know, fearful posture toward the world. Okay, so that that is that is your pep talk, you know. <laughs> and if, if you do feel anxious, then and, and you really you you haven't worked on your anxiety then you need to get into counseling and counseling can really really help with anxiety i mean it's like one of the major things cbt can work on is anxiety and if you work on your own anxiety then you will not perpetuate it and pass it on to your children you know and that is truly an admirable thing that's something that all my anxious young adult clients or older adult clients wish is that their own parents had been in therapy that's like what every person in therapy wishes is that their parents had been in therapy thus saving them from possibly having to do this much fucking therapy right which is a 
time intensive. All right. Well, um, hopefully you guys got something out of this, even like a minor curious shift in your worldview vis-a-vis saying safe um, would be great. Um, And uh, have a great day, guys. Please do subscribe, and I'll talk to you all soon.